Welcome to the Career Mentor Podcast, a program of hunger for success, a nonprofit organization devoted to helping people find and keep family wage jobs. Your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. Welcome back to the Career Mentor Podcast. I'm Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. And we are lucky to have uh, Mark Hirschberg back. He's the author of the Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success that No One Taught You. Um, he brings a lot of experience. We welcome him back to the podcast. Mark, thank you for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of networking um, and uh, why it, networking matters. Um, and if you could, Mark, when you're talking about this, I don't know about you, but me personally, I'm an introvert. Um, I um, struggle sometimes in front of groups or going to networking breakfasts, you know, and shaking people's hands or giving them an elbow now, I guess, for the pandemic. So if you can include some tips for people like me um, who are introverts who kind of hang out in the corner or oh, look, I know that person. Thank God, I'm going to go to that person and hold their leg and not let them go, you know, uh, until the networking is over. So, uh, Mark, take it away. Tell us why networking is so important. Thanks for having me back on the show. Networking is one of the skills. We mentioned it last time, but it's one I get so many questions about. Now, people often get networking wrong. Networking is thought by most people as, oh, I need a job. Quick, I'm going to go run out and find people and see who can get me a job. And yes, you can and should use networking for jobs, but networking can do so much more. So really think of your network as an extension of yourself. We do this right with our cell phones, right? We all say, well, I don't have to remember everything because I just have the cell phone in my pocket. If I need it, I can just pull it up in my cell phone. Well, your network is the same way. If there's something you need, maybe it's a job, Maybe later you have a job, you're trying to hire someone, you need a candidate. Maybe you need a customer, a partner, a supplier. Maybe you need an answer to a question, something you're just trying to figure out. You can go to your network. Your network is an extension of yourself. And so your network is this wonderful resource you can use to help you solve your problems. So when you think about networking, don't just think about it for jobs. Think about it as a type of tool you can use for all sorts of problems. Now you asked about what we can do as introverts. I say we because I happen to be an introvert as well. The secret with networking, it is not just about running around collecting business cards, right? This is what we see. That's a Hollywood view. We see that very extrovert salesperson. We walk into some evening event and 20 minutes later, he's got 10 business cards. How do you do that? Right. Well, that is not the complete set of activities that means to network. So consider, if you're using a dating app, let's say Tinder, and you swipe right on someone, is that person now your significant other? Of course not, right? right. You just, well, I'm interested, right? But you're a long way from saying, oh, this is now my spouse. You right. have to actually build that relationship. You have to meet that person, it takes time. That getting the business card or adding someone on LinkedIn, that's like the swipe right. Right? You just kind of made that initial connection, but now you have to build that relationship. Now, when dating, it means going on dates. For those of us who are in the business world, it means just over time engaging with that person. 
And so as introverts, we don't necessarily do as well in some large crowd room of 500 people, but we can talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. We all do that. We've had friends, we've had relationships. Sure. So after you meet these people, now maybe you did happen to meet them in a crowded room, or maybe not. Maybe you even followed up afterwards because you didn't want to approach them in the room, but afterwards you said, oh, I, I heard you speak, or I saw you at this event, we didn't get a chance to talk. After you make that connection, that swipe right, okay, now meet them, go out for coffee or do a phone call, right? And build that relationship in a more intimate, smaller, less overwhelming environment that we introverts are more comfortable in. Yeah, would you agree that building this type of relationship, it's more of a frequency issue, not so much an intimacy issue, that the more frequent you're connected, they'll get to know you along the way. Would you agree with that? It's a combination of both. Okay. And so I suggest to people, we think about what's known as calendar time and clock time. So calendar time is how long you've known someone, right? So if we ran into each other two years ago at some conference, and then maybe saw each other last year at the conference, and now here we are. So we've known each other for two years, but we had one conversation two years ago and one last year, and we've really only spent maybe two hours together. So we've known each other for a long time by calendar time but not that well from a really kind of intimacy or engagement standpoint. Sure. On the other hand, if we were doing a project together, maybe we're thrown together, we're sharing an office and we spend two months working five days a week, 40 hours a week, you know, on the same project. We've only known each other two months, but we've spent a lot of time together, probably even at lunch together, coffee. Sure. So we know a lot about each other. And so that's the, the clock time. Now there's a component to both. Obviously clock time is building that intimacy, but calendar time matters too, because there's some overall trust. There's some, how will you react once things are really bad? Once maybe you're under stress or once we have a disagreement, we might not run into that in the first few weeks or months of knowing each other. And that calendar time says, well, look, we have disagreed, we have argued, but we get through it. You know, we don't call each other a jerk. And so sure. there's a trust that this relationship is going to last. So I think you need both of those. And the balance, of course, will vary from one relationship to another. I think that makes sense. And I'm just gonna run this by you and feel free to agree or disagree, completely open and transparent. One of the ways that I try to build my network to my comfort level is by volunteering. Um, I could do a pro bono project for an organization. I can show up and help volunteer, even though that's been tough during the pandemic. but just to contribute to my neighborhood, to my community, and try to get to know people in that way. Am I cheating? Do you think it's a good idea, a bad idea? That's something that I'm comfortable doing as an introvert, but it does expand my network over time. That is not cheating at all. That is a wonderful thing to do. I have personally spent a lot of time with organizations. I'm currently on the board of Techie Youth and on the board of Plant a Million Corals. I've worked with great organizations like Streetwise Partners and uh, was very active with, um, I'm looking on Taproot was another wonderful one. And in all of these, I was able to meet other people. In fact, I do not go to purely networking events. I don't go to some event where they say, the sole purpose is to come here and network. I go to an event where the sole purpose is to do something. Maybe it's taking a class to learn or it's volunteer work or it's just some interesting activity, but then I meet people. And now here's a great thing about that. 
it is important that we bring diversity to our networks. Most of us, because we just think of networks as only about getting a job, we think, well, I work in tech, therefore I just want to meet tech people. Oh, you're in medicine? Well, medicine people don't hire people like me. I don't need to know you. Oh, finance? Nope, we have nothing in common. I don't need to meet you. But that is not a good way to look at it. So let's talk about why diversity is important, and then we'll tie it back to how volunteering helps. Diversity matters for a few reasons. First, we talked about your network can help you not only get jobs, but just exposure to other ideas. And sure. people from other skills and other fields, they're going to see things differently and share knowledge with you. But then you also don't know when you might need someone. You might need someone who's a medical expert, financial expert, expert on getting kids into college. And the great thing is these people have different types of networks. So I know lots of engineers because that's what I do. One thing I don't know, one type of person I don't know a lot of are clergy. We didn't have a lot of clergy alumni at MIT. Right. But a friend of mine, he went to Yale Divinity School. He's a minister. Now he knows lots of clergy, right? right. He knew them at school, he works with them. He doesn't know a lot of tech people though, because there aren't a lot of tech people at Yale Divinity School. So if I need to access the clergy network, he's my go-to guy. And whether it's an imam, a rabbi, a minister, a priest, he probably knows the type of person I need to get to. Likewise, when he needs help with something technical, I got him. I've got some of my network who can help him. So right. we bring in that diversity to each other. And then, of course, you never know. Maybe his best friend growing up actually runs a tech company and is looking for someone like me. So you also never know who someone knows. Right. So when we volunteer, right, if I go to some tech event, I go to plenty of those, I'm generally meeting tech people. But what you brought up, when you go and volunteer, you're meeting all sorts of people from all different backgrounds. So volunteering is great. I was a competitive ballroom dancer and the ballroom community, again, all different backgrounds. So I'm meeting lots of different people. So volunteering, I highly recommend it. Great organizations like yours or some of the other ones we mentioned because you're doing good for the community and you're gonna meet a lot of other interesting people. Yeah, I agree. I think culturally you can learn a lot from different people. Um, their experiences, you know, in addition to their profession, their life experiences could, could you know, help you, could change you, um, could reinforce what you're doing. Um, I think networking is really important. I'm probably guilty of not doing enough. Um, I should do more, um, but the volunteering piece helps me get in quietly, so to speak. Um, and it's something I need to work on to expand, not necessarily for, for work or job, but to be, you know, considered somebody in the community, a resource in the community, where more people get to know me and, and so on. Um, I know that you have an app that's connected to your book. I know your book discusses networking and, and other things, and it's really important to consider. But to me, having an app in today's technology could be really helpful navigating your book or uh, supplementing it. Uh, what is the best part of your app and why did you think to do it? Why not just leave it as a book and go from there? Why the app? Authors aren't in the business of selling books. We're in the business of trying to help you with our ideas. And I know when I've read a book, you go, wow, what a great book. And then a month later, it's a vague memory. You forgot 98% of the book. Right. And I want to help you not just have you read it once and think what a nice idea that was. So how do we help you retain this information? Well, there's a technique that's well-proven. It's called spaced repetition. 
you might know it as using flashcards or going back to the chapter right before the test to refresh your memory. Right. So what I did is I built an app. I took all the good advice from the book. So if you went through a book with a highlighter, these are the quotes, these are the tips. It's all in the app. And each day the app is going to pop up a little notification with one of those tips. So it's going to help remind you and refresh and keep these ideas top of mind so they're ready for you to use. Now, it can also be used a different way. If you're about to go to a networking event, you're thinking, oh, Mark said a whole bunch of things in the book, but I can't remember it. And you're certainly not carrying my book with you to the event. Well, you've got the app in your pocket. So open that app up, go to the networking tips, and just quickly flip through those networking tips and quickly refresh yourself right before you walk into the room. And that's going to help you retain it and be a better networker. So the app is free. It's on Apple and Android, and it's there to help you. That's excellent. It's an excellent idea. It's an excellent way to reinforce what you're trying to teach and help people with. You said you can find it on, you know, Android Marketplace. You can find it on the App Store with Apple. Um, how can people reach you if they need you? They want to buy the book. They want to engage you more. How do they do that? You can go to my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com. There you can learn more about the book as well as where to buy it online at Amazon, eBooks, and of course at your local bookstores. You can get in touch with me. You can go to the resources page and see all sorts of other great books and free online resources that can help you develop these skills. There's also links to both the Apple and Android store. So you can go right to my website to go download the app. All of this is available on my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com. Well, I think it's really important. I think if you buy the book, I think, of course, it would be worth your while and important to read. But to have the app is like one and a half books. It really expands the knowledge, not only reinforces what you're trying to help with, but gives you an ongoing resource. You know, when you read something, you say, I got it two months later, like, I wish I could remember. Now you have a resource with an app you can just go to and say, oh, this is what he needs, or, oh, I need to reach out to Mark because I have a question or uh, want to hire him for something to speak to my group and so on. So I think that's really important. I think that's a great idea. Um, I, we have some books on our website, and I don't know that they've ever had an app attached to it. I don't know if that makes you a good engineer or a good author or both, um, but I think it's a great idea. Like I said, we have a lot of authors. It's not bad that they don't do an app. I'm not trying to critique them in any way. They're, they're great authors. They have great books. But to have an app really shows your, um, your empathy for people out there, your willingness to teach, not just at MIT, but be able to uh, profess to people what you've learned, what you want to help them with. Um, and I think that's great. And I think, you know, if you're going to get the book and I, you know, recommend that you do, um, don't forget about the app. I think the app is really important and really uh, not only completes the experience, but I think it heightens it. Would you agree? Absolutely. And look, if you don't want to buy the book, but still want to learn these skills, you're welcome to download the app. I think you'll get more out of the book, but I want to help you if that's the best way you can be helped or you don't want to spend money on the book, feel free. But if you do download, if you do get the book, the ebook or a physical book, absolutely download the app because to your point, it just enhances the experience. It's going to help you get more out of the book. You've invested the time and money in the book. This takes no extra effort and will help you get a better return on your time. Excellent. Well, Mark, thank you again for joining us here 
on the Career Mentor Podcast. Um, networking is a terrific topic, and I'm glad you're covering it in your book and your app, which I need to explore and, and definitely do better in. That's definitely on my to-do list to be better at networking because regardless of job or help or advice, whatever you're doing your networking for, um, for those that don't work on it like me or those that don't have one, um, a pandemic or a serious issue comes up and you realize, wow, I really need one. I really need people to surround me. And in my network, as small as it is, I still have mentors that I call and ask for advice and say, look, I'm thinking about this. Would you read this? Or they do that to me. I get a call. One of my colleagues in Los Angeles will say, hey, I, you know, I need you to look at this. I need your opinion on this. There's an issue I'm having. What do you think? And you take it for granted sometimes that that network is really important. So Mark, thank you again for joining us. Uh, this has been the Career Mentor Podcast. Um, your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. We thank you for listening. We welcome you back. And Mark, again, thank you so much for your time and expertise. We really appreciate it. This has been the Career Mentor Podcast, intellectual property of hunger for success. All rights reserved, 2021.